welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Perfect. Okay, so today, welcome. We are doing Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, and I have a guest with me from Notable Nostalgia Podcast. I'm Allie. Hello, I'm Andy. I'm Jeff. Yes, thank you guys so yeah. much for being here. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, excited. we're excited. Super pumped. Ali, um, do you just want to say a few words about your guys' podcast for anybody who hasn't listened before? Um, sure. So we're on um, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, a bunch of other <laughs> podcast platforms. And uh, we're just three friends from high school who decided to get together and talk some some 90s. So we just cover any topic related into the 90s. It's a retrospective podcast. Um try to make it fun we've had some good interviews we have some more coming up and then um we also try to have like a little spin on it where we kind of give our marginalized perspectives so jeff and i are part of the lgbtq community and andy is a, a bipoc person so we uh we try to throw that in too when we can but most of the time we just have fun goof off that's so cool so i didn't know that you guys knew each other from high school yeah yeah that's neat yeah, yeah. Andy and I were actually in a couple bands together, and then Jeff and I did some theater together. So. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, and yeah. I guess my only follow-up question is, who is your favorite guest you've had on your podcast, and why was it me? <laughs> I was it editing was totally the podcast you. that we did, and there's so many funny parts <laughs> that you say to us laugh out loud that I I don't like I forgot about, so I'm super pumped. Yeah, I had yeah. so much fun doing Spice World. That was a blast. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. So you guys have to go listen, go over to their podcast feed. You will find Spice World and so many other good episodes that they've done. I binge their episodes at, like as soon as it's Friday at 5 p.m. It's happening and it doesn't stop till like Sunday at midnight. I suggest you do the same. So, right. so thanks for tuning in. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So today, of course, we're doing Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. And whose pick was this? Jeff. Good call, Jeff. Wait. Oh, well, it was me. Yeah, no, Spice World, Romy Michelle, that's comfort stuff. And last time I watched it was, um, I'm not sure, not to get off topic, was the last time I got divorced. Like, that was the first one that got me. <laughs> I was laying on the couch, eating a chicken pot pie, and then I was watching Romy Michelle. So it's comfort food, comfort movie, because it's not food. It yeah. It is. This is an... I'm so glad that you say that. And I'm so glad you suggested it because I don't think of it as um, a comfort movie. But now that I rewatched it, I realized how happy and warm it was and cozy. Mm. And, and so and I have a lot to say about that. So Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion is a 1997 American comedy film directed by David Merkin and starring Lisa Kudrow, Mira Sorvino, Janine Garofalo, most importantly, <laughs> yeah, coming. for sure. Pete and Pete fame. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's not where I was going, but okay. Okay. <laughs> and the plot revolves around two 28-year-old women who appear to have not achieved much success in life and decide to invent fake careers to impress former classmates at their 10-year high school reunion. The characters are taken from the stage play Ladies' Room, which featured Kudrow. Oh, wow. I didn't I, know that. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know if you knew that about the play. Apparently, Lisa Kudrow had been working on these characters for years. Um, she was performing them in Los Angeles at Little Playhouses and eventually decided that she was going to write a 
help write a play uh, about them. And they wanted to pitch the play as a television series, but nobody would pick it up. And finally, movie executives were like, look, we could make a movie with this, these characters, but not this story. I don't know why it couldn't be a series. I mean, their characters are amazing together. We start off with a nice little Touchstone logo. And it's interesting because Touchstone was owned by Disney at the time. And um, this was a Disney production. Oh, weird. Yeah. That does seem a little weird, especially for the mid 90s. Because when Lisa Kudrow goes, well, should we have sex together? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That just that seems yeah. like it'd be too edgy for Is Disney it? at that time. That's crazy. It's my well, opinion that they a Disney officially tried to distance itself as much as it could from this movie. Um, yeah, I could see that. They also did Pretty Woman because Touchstone did Pretty Woman too, and it was technically oh, under that Disney umbrella. Thank you, Ali. So yeah. she's a Dis- Disney princess then, right? I, yeah. Sure. <laughs> wow. Oh my gobble. <laughs> Mine's blown. <laughs> yes. Wow. Hashtag hooker lady princess Disney. Whoa. So wait. Okay, that's what, Allie, thank you. Because I was wondering, because I knew that Pretty Woman came out the same year that this came out. And so I was wondering in that opening scene, how they were watching that movie when it had just come out. Oh. That's how, because Disney owned both these movies. And so they were promoting their own movie. uh, I think Pretty Woman actually came out in 1990. I don't think so. No? Okay. Yeah, I don't know then. Um I do love that line, though, where they're like, I could make fun of Pretty Woman with you forever. That's like... what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, oh, they've all obviously seen this a hundred times, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. Like, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Time travel, though, is another option. <laughs> That's they're capable more... of anything. They've seen it more so many times. I don't, I never noticed I all these little things because I always am like jamming out to, you know, Gwen Stefani. You know? Okay, you're right. That beginning, I was like, That's dope. Yeah, uh... so we, we get. Gwen Stefani, we get a beautiful shot of Venice Beach, my home, and the boardwalk. And we go, this I love this kind of scene where we go straight through their window into their oh, right. room. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, are you guys familiar with Venice Beach at all? I visited, but I looked that place up. That's actually a, um, it's like a hotel. Oh, yeah? I want to see how much it would be to like, if some, because every time I watch a movie from the 90s now, like I watched Miss Doubtfire and I looked up that house to see if it was for sale. So I looked up the address and yeah, you can rent a room there for a night. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. Yes, let's Whoa. go. I used to live <laughs> right? on Venice Beach when I was homeless. Um, so I will say that a lot of the things that they depict about the boardwalk in this are completely inaccurate and I will point them out. Um, <laughs> but they absolutely are the type of people that would live in Venice Beach, um, possibly trust fund babies. They're ditzy, they're fun, they're funky, they're you know, fashion designers at heart. They're just good hearted, funky people. And that's very true to the vibe of Venice. And so just right off the bat, I was like, oh, perfect, perfect, wonderful. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm sorry. So they say that they've seen Pretty Woman, you know, 36 times, but it, they never get tired of making fun of it. So we're going to get this great shot of their closet where they part the clothes and we get it from behind and we see them talking about their diet. <laughs> and I think this is really important because I think that this is kind of, I'm not going to say a ripoff, but an homage to clueless and there's several points in this movie where the scene and the dialogue directly mirror things that happened in clueless and so i think it's important to point them out but this is a great scene nonetheless 
so I have nothing to wear. We don't even have time to make anything new before we go out. Oh, what about this? Did you lose weight? Actually, I have been trying this new fat-free diet I invented. All I've had to eat for the past six days are gummy bears, jelly beans, and candy corns. God, I wish I had your discipline. Can I just say that I cackled like so loud at that scene like the other night when I was watching it? Yeah. I love it so much. It's so funny. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was like, I don't know, maybe 11. So yeah, I was like, oh yeah. I'll yeah. Be. I forgot about a lot of it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like would that diet good. would that diet work? I guess in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Angus Young, the guitarist of ACDC, bet that he could live off whiskey and chocolate, and he got rushed to the emergency room like three days after, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. I love that's that story. Yeah, Angus Young's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it just reminded me of that quote uh, when, that Cher says in Clueless when she's like, I feel like such a heifer. I had two bowls of Special K, three pieces of turkey bacon, a handful of popcorn, five peanut butter M&Ms, and like three pieces of licorice. <laughs> oh, sounds like I she's... love special K. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's good. Oh, that's five your peanut butter M and M's. I couldn't eat just five. But and and as the movie kept going on and on, and I kept thinking, God, this. I mean, I love the costuming. I love the vibe of this movie. It felt so familiar. It's because, in part, I think the costume designer for this movie was also the costume designer for Clueless. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Can I, Weird. Can I say that okay. they both they both look so gorgeous in this film? And like Mira Servino looks like Brie Larson to me, um, who are just like both beautiful. Oh my god, um, yeah. But Andy, did you know that uh Mira Servino's dad is Paul Servino from Goodfellas? That question's Whoa, just for you. <laughs> that's crazy. No, that wild? that's nuts. Yeah. yeah. I don't really see the resemblance. <laughs> you kind of can see it when you really like look at now it, i'll have but... to like definitely check it out <laughs> yeah that's awesome um and then like already the soundtrack is just incredible like in these first few scenes i'm on board yes ex- perfect exactly and we get this great music as we enter the nightclub and they're like children they have to order two diet cokes with cherries <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they dance together which is perfect I wonder if Lisa Kudrow is just living off of her friend's money or if she just can't get cast in roles. Because like her career's not she, really blowing up. She's in some stuff. But yeah, not like she, friends level. Like she she's yeah. not like a Julie. Well, no one's friends level anymore. Well, Juliet Louis Dreyfus or whatever, she can get a sitcom yeah. so easily that's successful. Um what Lisa Kudrow's on Space Force that new oh i want to see that um i know but it's not... i haven't seen it you're Sorry, such a hater jeff <laughs> <laughs> well i was originally gonna say um it seems like she keeps getting people jobs andy mentioned on one of our episodes that she got conan o'brien or convinced him so she can get anyone else a job just not herself i guess i don't know <laughs> that's wild well do you know that I mean, I'm sure you guys read a little bit about the talk surrounding Mira Servino in this role. She was fresh off of an Oscar win whenever she landed this role. And so she really brought a lot of like star power to the movie. But um, and she was also dating Quentin Tarantino at the time. So we are going to find some really cool Quentin Tarantino Easter eggs. Right. Isn't that weird? Which we did with Spice World, too. Like, what? Yeah, really weird. So, but she, I mean, this is just what I read. I 
hadn't known about this, but I guess she had an interaction with Harvey Weinstein and it later came out that um, that's why she wasn't cast in a lot of roles after this um, was because she refused to participate, you know, and well, that's sad. Yeah. And and interesting and telling she's such a good actress and she's so fucking funny. Yeah, I knew none of that. I think she was up for a role in Lord of the Rings. And she Whoa. didn't get it because of she was like blacklisted. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. What? I wouldn't. Yeah. What? Like Stop. I like the one the parts that are Do you like, like mid- if you like middle evilist history, you would like Lord of the Rings. I know I like I've seen parts of it, especially the second one, because I like the blonde lady, not the one that keeps winning Oscars or something or playing the queen, but like the other blonde lady that you know was showed she was so tough. I loved her, and of course, Liv Tyler. So, not that bad. And Elijah Woods, yeah, it's good. I endorse it. I haven't seen it in like 20 years. <laughs> no, that was great. What? Yeah, right, Michelle. The thought of having sex with another woman creeps me out. But if we're not married by the time we're 30, ask me again. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's probably pretty edgy in the 90s, like, especially for. Uh disney like that's crazy right yeah just knowing that disney was behind this puts a whole sheds a whole new light on that yeah they have amazing dance moves yeah this movie's fun too because when they were talking to each other i was like the way they're actually interacting seems pretty like fluid and legit like not movie not you know just how your brain kind of floats from one thing to another and the other person just gets it so i thought that was pretty cool i'm in the boat that they should end up together anyway Really, yeah. this should be a lesbian rom-com, but that's but just me. <laughs> it should, because as we see when we visit the Holy Trinity, we'll save it for later. Okay. Their lovers are <laughs> lame. So <laughs> they do the Holy Trinity. That they blew do. my mind. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't wait to talk about that. I know, that. right? So then we get the disco ball. Uh, oh, this is a great shot because I'm, I'm just saying the disco ball turns into a fluorescent light and we follow Romy to work and she's working at the car dealership where we get the introduction of Ramon, her annoying co-worker, and we get the introduction of Heather Mooney. I thought that Janine Garofalo's like reaction to finding like running into somebody from high school is exactly how I feel anytime <laughs> I run into somebody from high school. <laughs> so that that's perfect scene from her. Right. Yeah. I grew up yeah. watching Saturday Night Live, especially like in the early nineties, and mm-hmm. she was part of it. So obviously, I, I, since I was a little kid, I've always had such a big crush on Janine Garofalo. Really. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah, I yeah. That. Mm-hmm. I wanted to smoke inside. Oh, my God. That, I had to look it up. Like, in Oregon, you could smoke until, like, 2007 indoors. Yeah. I, so yeah, it crazy. was crazy. I remember going to restaurants when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Smoking section, non-smoking section. Like, we go to the bowling alley in our, in our town, mm-hmm. and we were 18, and people were smoking inside, and it's just, like... Yeah. That's wild. Those, to me. those were the days. Well, I can understand <laughs> it where you just live because it's cold outside. So, like, come on, throw, yeah. throw the smokers a bone. But yeah. Kind of like, here, you have no excuse. Like, it's always rainy, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Those damn liberals. <laughs> just wanting their clean air. Right. <laughs> I was in Florida like eight years ago, I think. Was I smoking indoors? Is it is it illegal there? 
Can you still do it? So like we do in Florida, we just <laughs> create laws around the laws. So <laughs> what we have is you cannot smoke inside of a restaurant or a bar unless you serve less than a certain percent of food. So you need to mm. ring up. Yeah, you'll ring up some of your alcohol sales as or, or some of your food sales as alcohol and beverage sales. And that way you stay within the legal limits and you could smoke inside if you choose. A lot <laughs> of places. Crazy. Yeah, we actually have a diner here. Well, it was like a, a bar on our main street or 580, our main street here and called Norton's. And right when the smoking ban went into effect, they immediately bought the like small area next to them and turned that into a diner just like as an extension and you could just order the food at the diner and take it back to your seat at the bar <laughs> and just like walk right back in the door yeah well they ended up closing it because um they just converted to selling less food quote unquote or mm. yeah so uh <laughs> they had to close down the diner and i have the original diner sign nice that's crazy it's really cool i mean i'm for if and this would never happen in oregon but like if you advertise that you're a smoking restaurant or bar i'm cool with it like if people know ahead of time oh sure you can still smoke in the casinos here in oregon yeah that's right just go to the casino if you want he is such an asshole i'm in a hurry well I'm going as fast as I can, Miss Mooney. Heather? Heather Mooney? From Sagebrush High in Tucson? Yeah. It's Romy! Romy White! You're shitting me. No! This is so weird! I didn't know you were living in L.A. Well, now that you know, will we be getting together a lot? <laughs> So, God, you're driving a new Jaguar? What do you do? Ever hear of Lady Fair cigarettes? The ones that burn down real fast? Twice the taste and half the time for the gal on the go? I invented the quick-burning paper. Wow. You going to the reunion? What reunion? Our 10-year high school reunion in Tucson. You're kidding me. It's been 10 years since high school? God, where have I been? <laughs> I like when she responds, yeah. <laughs> it's been Aww. 10 years. Where have I been? I can relate to that. <laughs> oh, my for real. Jesus, right? <laughs> like, literally, you guys, it's so triggering for me, all of it. I have only run into like a few people from high school and it been awkward since high school. Um, but one of them was like my biggest crush ever that I professed my love to in front of everybody on several occasions. So I run into him at like the local Walgreens, no makeup, just like home for Christmas, looking awful. And he had just um, submitted a film to Sundance and it went on to become like a really great film. And he's like an actual great person and wonderful human being and i can't say anything bad about him <laughs> it's just awful and this reminded me of that it's so funny and he saw you oh yeah oh yeah he was like hey well fuck him did you hug him <laughs> how have you been you look exactly like you did in, you should... in gym class in eighth grade wow you should have asked him out and been like yo i'm gonna give this another try <laughs> <laughs> just leaned in Can't wait for my high school reunion oh just kidding i'm not going to that shit <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we, I didn't even have one. We don't. We didn't even. We didn't even have one. Really? Really? Didn't have one? Mm-mm. Who puts it together? It's Usually, stupid. someone volunteers. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh god, that's hard. Like <laughs> it's like people that show up for jury duty. Like, but yeah, like that's <laughs> terrifying because so, they're the ones that are gonna, you know. Anyways, I've told what dozens of people since I turned eighteen. I've been waiting for jury duty, and I haven't got it until like three. I don't know, three months ago, four months ago. Finally got a summons, but they. They said out, but then the jury, they didn't, they didn't go to jury, and I was so pissed. I want to be on jury so bad. Oh my gosh. I have faked my way out of every jury duty thing I've ever gotten. Like, just next no time I'm saying, I know that. someone else down. I'm, I'm going to justice the shit out of everybody. I want to be on one because I want the power of like being judge, jury, and executioner. Like, I want. <laughs> Yes. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree with that sentiment for sure. <laughs> Hell yeah. If we even had a 10 year anniversary, I hang out with, I probably still to this day talk to either on a weekly basis or, yeah, or a daily basis, probably 35 of my friends from high school. Like, that's I still hang wild. Out yeah i have a lot of friends you guys are we're finding out that even though you guys went to high school together some of you may have been in the a crowd some of you may have been in the c crowd we'll see i think i was like a romy and michelle with my best friend kayleen because we we cuddle when we sleep together one time i was really cold and her she was mouth breathing hey kayleen uh and i like kind of curled up next to her mouth so like that that's probably <laughs> more intimate than romy and michelle did you're like janine and uh, alan cummings group yeah yeah <laughs> like that's <laughs> well you guys are isolated loners but well, like friends. mean girls when that came out, gosh darn it, I, that was my phase of dyeing my hair black and I was chubby, curvy. And people would be like, have you seen Mean Girls? Because she's like this gothic looking girl and kind of resting bit, yeah. resting B face. Yeah. You can swear, it's okay. Well, I don't know, bitch is kind of like, that's, I want that to be a gender neutral world, word because there's a lot of guys that are bitches. They are bitches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to call women asshole. I shouldn't call names anyways, <laughs> if I have to. You should. You really should. Asshole you're just not. Going around, you're just going around <laughs> calling random people names. Like, you should tell them, shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, sorry, that's too much swearing. Sorry for anybody who hasn't seen the South Park movie. I had to rewatch it recently because I'm covering it on a future episode. And oh, sweet. That Brian Dennehy song. Oh my gosh. Stuck <laughs> in my head Brian all Dennehy. week. Oh, I have some interesting things to say about the music. I mean, I know you've already noted that it's such a good soundtrack, but um, there's more. But yeah, Heather says that she thought that Michelle and Sandy would have been married by now. She's super jealous. And we cut to Romy and Michelle looking at their yearbook and we zoom out to Romy and Michelle's flashback of Heather in high school and she's behind the school trying to get a light from a cowboy but he's just throws a butt at her she's all pissed off and this is where she comes up with her idea that for her fast burning cigarette paper because she needs a cigarette that she can smoke between classes Um, have you guys ever had somebody flick a cigarette butt at you um like for fun purposes but never like out of dis- like disdain or anything like that but, like you know. just to say like if you're like i need a lighter no one's ever thrown something on fire at you that's not normal. No, I, don't, I don't think so not not to me so that's a florida thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man i've had that happen to me like more times than i can count you guys they would normally at least just hand me their cigarette like i'm like, all right thanks you know 
this isn't relevant or maybe let's see the first time when me and Allie did Rocky Horror I was outside I was a little intoxicated if you recall and anyways <laughs> there was a really hot guy that was dressed up a little bit but he wasn't part of the cast and I remember throwing because I was, I was a smoker back then and and uh, I threw it down and this is back when I kind of worked out and I started doing push-ups like I was intentionally trying to be over the top, but that so I threw a cigarette to like have a reason to get down on my knees and well, you know, was um, it the guy that was playing Rocky? Oh, that first, oh, yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. That was ridiculous. Like I yeah. would, oh, I would definitely. We had the most ripped Rocky ever. Yeah. He did. Like, it was insane. Yeah. <laughs> did any of you all do any substances during school hours? I was like a straight A student, like <laughs> would never ditch a class. So I've never done anything like that. But oh, okay. I would go home at like two and then just smoke weed and never go back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when I was in eighth grade, all the teachers said if, because uh, you could, gra- at, at that time, you could graduate in three years. And I was like, oh, I fucking hate school. So I never skipped class. I just got my credits and I graduated a year early. That's dope. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, though I did skip a few times just to go to uh, get dumplings, but <laughs> I don't know if that really <laughs> constitutes anything, you know. <clears throat> I had a girlfriend that smoked cigarettes, though, and there was a smoker's alley, and I would go mm-hmm. and hang out with her while she would smoke and everything, yeah. So then we cut to Romy and Michelle laughing and remembering high school um, happily, but then the A group picture comes into frame and we get Christy Masters, Kelly, Lisa Luter, Cheryl Click, and then we get the B group, which is the drama crowd, and um, her crush, of course, Billy. I was in drama. I loved drama. <laughs> I was wondering if any of you guys would like consider yourself in the drama crowd because at my school, yeah, they were like the B group to the popular group. Like they were also popular and they thought that they were more popular than the popular kids. <laughs> I was in I a band. <laughs> I was in a band in high school. So that's all I really cared about. Was just like, right. So I did like classes I thought were fun, but I would just like leave school like after school and just go practice. So that's all I really tried to do. But I was I friends wanted... with everybody. I had a lot of friends though. Yeah. I wanted to do drama, but I was always afraid that my dad would think I'm gay. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I did drama. <laughs> yeah. It was such a little like when I was in seventh grade. I found out grade, earlier. I was like, ooh, the best way to meet girls <laughs> is drama. So I did choir and drama. And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> I liked drama because outside the drama building, uh, the coach to our, like our PE athletics department, she sold Krispy Kreme donuts by the dozen. Oh, dang. That's what's mm-hmm. up. That's, that's awesome. A good, that's a good reason. We had yeah, a the physical education teacher, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because a sugar rush before you run. Yeah. <laughs> We had like Otis Spunkmeyer cookies at our high school. Those were like, yeah. they mm-hmm. like filled the hallway. <laughs> they were pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. those were good. They'd all always warm. Down, right. Oh. I actually almost uh, signed up for a Kaiser Theater Group, uh, Kaiser Oregon Theater Group, live theater. Um, but then I check it, chickened out, which I'm glad I did because COVID, they canceled everything. But I think oh, next yeah. year I'm going to sign up for it because I want to do drama. Do it. A lot I'll do fun. it with you. Yeah. Kaiser Heritage Theater. Let's do it. Yeah. I want to um, be a part of this. Oh, oh you do? Oh. Cassandra, come on down. We'll do our own four person play. If I'm not in it, I'm going to go to every show and heckle the two of you. Yeah. Yes, we could do great. a reenactment of Romy and Michelle. Heck yeah. Fuck yeah. There's a lot of videos on YouTube of people doing Romy and Michelle's dancing. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah. They're all amazing. 
they're all equally amazing. Yeah, it's a bummer because, you know, Christy Masters is a fucking bitch. They're all just, they're all just bitches, these girls. And they're the original yeah. mean girls. They're like the original Heathers, right? So we got to Romeo and Michelle walking and they're wondering like who they were in high school. And so we get another flashback of them at lunch at school and they're outside like in the courtyard again kind of copying clueless because it's a school and they're eating lunch so just saying yeah i know <laughs> it's a pretty strong fabric i'm weeping <laughs> so <laughs> and um yeah then um they're like fawning over billy christensen did billy christensen and this whole thing with billy christensen the whole arc did it not remind you of never been kissed oh yeah okay yeah i've I always never seen it Whenever I see him, I always think, uh, who's that guy from Twin Peaks or something? Is it Twin Peaks? And Blue, Blue Velvet. Who's the guy in Blue Velvet? Al McLaughlin? Yeah. He kind of reminds me of him. Like, they could be, like, brothers oh. or something. Hmm. Interesting. I don't. I don't see. It, it. wasn't that. It wasn't that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. Can you just go? I like. This. I don't, I, you. You have some sort of like ASMR power over me because every time you talk, I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> what a delude, annoyed. Right. Okay. Love that Again, line. Yeah, but like they're trying. If they would have pushed farther on this, trying to create their own language, like Clueless did. Um, I thought that the movie could have even been better. Like I, I would have loved to see more of this universe developed um, with their own language between the two girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially at like clubs or something. If like some dude walks up and they're not into it, they can say something. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Lisa objects to them being cruel to the girls, but um, she quickly backs down off of that. Christy ends up pranking them and <laughs> she comes over and she puts on Michelle's back magnets because, of course, Michelle's wearing a back brace, like the worst thing apparently that can happen to you in high school, I guess. And... <laughs> I don't know. So she puts these magnets on her and Michelle's mortified. Um, did you guys notice that the girl that plays Lisa? She, Mom. What's her name? Oh, no. Um, I, I, I was going to try to finish your thought, but I might be like off track. Yeah. Lisa Luter is Elaine Hendricks and she was Meredith in The Parent Trap. That's what I was going to say. I should have just said it. That yeah. is what I was going to say. But I thought that, oh, we are here. <laughs> I love her voice. Love her voice. She reminds me of Missy Pyle, who I love. Yeah, definitely. Oh, I just love, oh my God, I love her. <laughs> love her. Oh, she's so good. So that I was so happy to see her in this movie. Janine Groffalo is my big one because she's from Now and Then. And that's like my all-time favorite movie ever. Um, I I haven't seen it, and I feel really stupid. <gasps> You'll see now and then. You'll love it. Oh, oh, that's such a good movie. You'll yeah. love it. Julian Groffalo is near the yeah for sure. Rosie O'Donnell's in it. Like you mm -hmm. know, I see all Rosie's movies. There, Christina was, Ricci's in it. Such a good movie. So good. Rita Wilson. Devin Sawa. All right, Ooh, Demi Moore. Oh, Melanie Griffith. Let's let's. <laughs> Can't, yeah, I had to mention. We don't want to leave her off. And if you listening. if you watch it, Allie, and you like mm -hmm. it, then we can we should record it. All right, it's a good movie. Cool. I, I think you'd like it. Yeah, it's sweet. I uh, so growing up, I, I honestly think the number one movie I rented was Major Pain. Number two was probably Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. 
And number three was probably Then and Now. Like those are my top three movies that I rented. <laughs> I would when never I have guessed up. that. <laughs> well, I was uh, my dad was gone a lot of time, so it was my mom and my sister mainly raising me. So mm. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Major Pain is amazing though. Yeah. Love movie so much. God. And my dad was in the military, so I wonder if maybe subconsciously, you know, I don't uh-huh. know. Yeah, now I'm weird. When those magnets were on her back, I wanted to cry so Aww. bad. <laughs> like that's such a mean trick to do. It is. Uh, I see where you're coming from, Andy, because like um Michelle is so just sort of oblivious and she's she's but in that way she's also like really kind. And then like for someone to just pick mm-hmm. on her, like yeah, yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is, but yeah, and but thank God she has Romy. Like, thank God. And- Can I just say too that Romy's mullet is awesome. <laughs> it is so good. Like that would kill today. I would rock that <laughs> mullet. Yeah, that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> Pretty stylistically, it holds up. I'm. I think everything looks like it would be wearable or doable today, right? Yeah. Yeah. No objections. That's that Disney fingerprint that they can't get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Michelle remembers um, prom. She, so we cut to the prom and we see Christy teasing Romy and Michelle and calling them the Madonna twins, which Christy Masterson needs to shut the F up and watch Hocus Pocus another great disney film with yeah. a madonna costume they mm. look amazing yeah and like isn't madonna like freaking huge then the huge so famous wow. yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right yeah and madonna was all about self-actualization and fashion and having a good time and they look really good as madonna yeah but i see you disney reusing the same costumes from hocus pocus <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, they went to school in Arizona, and there is a historical landmark named Madonna of the Trail in Springerville, Arizona. So, I don't know why she hates Madonna so much. (laughs) I love how your mind works. Madonna. (laughs) Not the famous Madonna, but the Madonna of the Trail. Historical historical figure. There we go. You're not going to get this kind of investigative journalism anywhere else. (laughs) I'm getting okay. to the bottom of the things oh we need God. to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. did, did any of y'all have any bad dance experiences? No, but this is a really mean thing that now that I'm older. So I there was a band called the Butt Frenchers that I freaking loved growing up. And they were from Salem. <laughs> and but they didn't play very often. There was another band called the Strawberries, which I love too. Well, anyways, uh my freshman or sophomore year, I broke up with my girlfriend so I could go to that concert instead of going to um snowball and that's kind of a jerk thing now but i really want to see the butt frenchers and strawberries together so do i regret it no do i feel bad <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my god so snowball for me andy so our junior year or my junior year we're different graduating classes but um snowball happened on the same night that mitch hedberg was in eugene Ooh. and i tried to convince my date can we please do this instead I'll like, we'll go down there. We'll have like a super nice dinner. We'll have a really good time. We'll yeah. make it up to you. We got to see this person. They're like, no, we have to do snowball. So I, I went to snowball. Oh, wow. Instead of seeing Mitch yeah. Hedberg. And then he died. And then he died. Is that why you broke up with them? I don't know. But Mitch Hedberg it amazing. definitely warranted it, right? Can you, I have no... if you could go ahead and release that person's name so my group yeah. can <laughs> let's, let's cancel them. Uh, <laughs> and like, then my, senior prom i um 
I I decided not to go see Motorhead um, to go to senior prom, and then my date uh, cheated on me and got pregnant, and I didn't, and then I got left out, and my and the the show was sold out, so I missed Motorhead. Lemmy's dead. So yeah. yeah. Well, my best friend's wedding was the same night as Judas Priest and the next night, Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, oh, no, no, the night before his wedding was Judas Priest and the day of his wedding was Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, are you kidding me? You made me miss out on two of those concerts? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I I only have one really weird concert story that's, like, bad. I have a lot of good ones, so I'll keep them to myself because I don't want (laughs) to make you guys feel bad. I've seen Bare Naked Ladies many times. You know, I'm just a goofy kind of person that way. And they put on a goofy kind of show and they have a really goofy kind of crowd. <laughs> they were playing down in Coachman Park, which is in Clearwater, Florida. When I was young, I went down there to see them with my dad and they were like, they get on stage and they're like, hey, everybody, look over there. There's a camera. Rudy, look at it and put your middle finger up and tell the Scientologists to go fuck themselves. <laughs> like, oh. Wow, yeah. <laughs> was it really a camera though? Yeah, it's when oh, okay. uh, the Scientologists <laughs> had just started installing cameras all over downtown. Oh, Florida. whoa. Okay, weird. Yeah. That's like when I was a kid. I, I love their song, uh, If I Had a Million Dollars. It's a great song. I think they did a great song for The Grinch, too. Like, I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a, regarding the dance scenes, kind of reminds me of Romy and Michelle, too, to, like, connect it to that. Um, in eighth grade, when I met my best friend, my, my Romy, we were at a dance and there was like a, people making circles and one person jumps in and starts dancing. And then, so I was like, I'm going to do that. So I went up there, did it dancing like a little stripper in eighth grade. Everyone was just staring at me like I'm crazy. And then Kayleen comes out with, I don't know her at this point. Really. Like I knew like, Oh, that's that girl. But I didn't really know her, know her, but she gets out $1 bills and starts rubbing them on me and putting them in my pants and like making it rain. Oh my God. And then that's when we became like yeah. a Romy and Michelle duo. Yeah, <laughs> love it. That's dope. Oh my god. That's also when Jeff dropped out and became a stripper. Stop. <laughs> dollar dollar bills, y'all. Look at Cardi B. Look at Cardi B. It worked out for her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. So yeah, and like thank you Aww. to this movie for like making fun of like perpetuating that type of bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're like mount on cheeseburgers at lunch and like don't care. I love it. Yeah, and you I can thought... have as many M and M's as you want as long as they're fat free. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this movie is just a parody of like how people try to stereotype women um into being ditzy or even stereotype ditzy people into being stupid because there is a difference and like you know these women come off as super uh ditzy in this film but in reality they both have degrees like one from vassar and one from like nyu or something so yeah vassar's no joke too there's like a lot justin long's from vassar um mike d from the bc boys that's cool um i love how much not random knowledge you have (laughs) (laughs) like i don't even know where vassar is let me look it up really quick (laughs) i'm assuming a lot of celebrities went there how do you know that okay uh i just i find justin long super funny and i love bc boys like i love bc boys yeah so yeah so then we got to heather outside for a smoke and she runs into the cowboy again and tells him to fuck off and go fuck a sheep (laughs) it's really weird (laughs) yeah 
we cut to Romy and Billy and Billy says yes that he wants to dance with Romy um, because she's like obsessed with him she wants to dance with him she just wants one dance and she figures since it's the last night that they're gonna be around each other it's prom like he'll probably say yes and she's probably right and he does say yes actually and if it wasn't for Christy it probably would have been fine but um, of course she has to be a mega bitch and she's like I'll handle this and then they drive away and then she like walks up to Romy and acts like Billy just broke up with her or Chris yeah Billy (laughs) sorry (laughs) just broke up with her and um, runs off crying and then you see them like taking off on his motorcycle in the distance which the first time I watched it I thought that Romy and Michelle saw him take off and so everything was like okay and I was not as upset but the second time I realized no like she waited around for him forever okay I need to like debate this a little bit um the, the the villain in that story, in my opinion, is not Christy. It's Billy. Romy and Michelle are doing their own thing. They're innocent. Billy agreed to dance with her and then and went along with it. Christy sees, is it Romy? Who's Lisa Kudrow again? Romy? She's Michelle. Michelle. Michelle's hitting on her man knowing that that man's taken. So I don't know. I believe if, if someone's coming for my man, like I'm going to destroy them. That's true. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a jealous person. I'm like, a, you knew, obviously, we were together, and you're still going to come at him. A lot can yeah. happen in one dance. Yeah. You guys get sure. directions. And Michelle's hand could have went there, too. I don't know. You never know. So, yeah. I mean, it was just this innocent dance, though, right? Like, she's just like, she wasn't asking Billy out. She's just like, I just want to, you know, it's our last time we're going to see each other. But Sad. it is weird, too, that, like, they don't, they're, they're not friends. And then she like comes up to ask him to dance. So yeah, that's weird. She should have yeah, asked Christy and been like, "Hey, is it okay that I dance with Billy? Like, I have this connection with him." She should have asked for permission instead of going underneath Christy's nose. So maybe, maybe there's like cutout scenes, like a prequel where Michelle went after Billy several times, and now she's putting magnets on her to like. <laughs> yeah, we don't the, know. Right? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> We're just assuming. Yeah, now this whole movie changed. <laughs> what do you think of the whole hair whip scene? I mean, it's Bro. it's like it's one of the, like the ones that like is in the previews. It's in the trailer. Yeah. yeah, and like most people remember that. I just I just giggled when I saw that again. Just me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> so much. I do like when they say compliments like "You look so great," and in you like, and they finish each other's sentences or a little bit. Yeah, it just got overplayed. I said pro. Okay, so her name is Michelle in this, and guess what her husband's name is? Michelle. Michelle. Lisa Kudrow's husband's name is Michelle. Oh, that's cool. Really? He's probably a billionaire. Well, he's super rich. He's like 75. I kind of figured that's why she's not working anymore. Well, I think she, Uh, well, I'm not really sure who's more famous, but I think she got famous before they got together or something. Yeah, he's from France. Oh, yeah. And this is when we get um, our first intro of Time After Time. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Every time I've heard that song, I think of this dance since I've been like in third grade or something. <laughs> because that's like that's, <laughs> right? every time I hear the song, first thing I think of. Oh, yeah. And we get Devo, Whip It. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Remy, you look so good with blonde hair yeah. and black <laughs> roots. It's like not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What a good friend, though. Like, I think it's so funny. I do how good she looks, and she's killing it. Yeah. So, some people do look really good with dark roots. I do. Um. 
It's very like Kristen Cavallari, like early 2000s Laguna Beach. When times were good. Yeah. Oh my God. We cut to an amazing orange laundry mat. It's so aesthetically beautiful. It's not even funny. This color of orange is like your grandmother's cookie containers from the 80s orange. And all of the actual washing and drying machines are that color. It's good. It's good. So if you're going to rewatch, just rewatch the movie just for this alone. I'm telling Romy's you. Romy's outfit in that scene is really cute too. It's like that what? playing card tea. Oh, yes. You yes. got like that three of diamonds tea. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this whole movie is a time capsule of the 90s, which was why I thought that the scene was so out of place. This looks like an 80s or 70s aesthetic, so, but I, it was really pretty. I liked it. And then, um, they, but they're brainstorming and they have this questionnaire and they're realizing like as they're filling out the questionnaire for their reunion that they haven't accomplished as much as they thought they have. They're just like not as impressive as they want to be when they go back. Then we get back to their apartment and they're going to hatch a plan. They want better jobs and better boyfriends. <laughs> Is exactly like Alicia Silverstone's speech in Clueless. She's like, Montai, <laughs> if we want to make a difference in the world, we have to like change ourselves. My first school book, non-school book a week, is going to be fit or fat. I don't know. I just, I just, there's so many parallels here. It's hard for me to ignore being a fan of Clueless. It just feels... <laughs> I don't want to talk shit on this movie, but I feel like they ripped it <laughs> yeah. off. But Clueless did come out first, so. No, right? Yeah, two yeah. years before. So then they cut to the gym and they're cycling on bikes. So they're going to get their asses in gear and lose some weight. <laughs> their workout they have, outfits. They have no weight to lose. <laughs> yeah, they both look great. Um, and their workout outfits are are amazing too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. They look so cute. And then we cut to um, Michelle. She's job hunting at Versace. I'm going to play a clip. Of okay. That. I hope it's the clip that I want to hear. <laughs> I hope so. Let <laughs> me just say that um, I am like really familiar with the entire Versace line. And if you would just give me a chance, I know I could like sell the shit out of this stuff. And um, to me, Fashion is just, it's like everything. It's, by the way, that blouse, hi, that blouse looks great on you. Thank you. (laughs) And see, I make a great salesperson because I just have this like really believable way of telling people that they look really good, even though I'm just like, you know. (laughs) I think she heard me. I love this scene too, because she like, he like takes her application or whatever and basically tells her to just buzz off. And <laughs> she's like, you shouldn't like accept applications if you're not hiring. And he's like, this is a complaint form. <laughs> oh my God. It's, it's not even oh, I never heard that. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> yeah, that it's not even so an actual funny. application. <laughs> oh, I was wondering what he said. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that yeah I didn't funny. get that either. <laughs> Oh that's God. great. Uh, that's so yeah, I was funny. Dying when I, saw I know that. I didn't catch that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that seems funny. So then we Funnier to... now. Yeah. What the hell? I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't it's, catch that. Because it's somebody like I hire. Like I work at a restaurant and we hire seasonally because we're we're busy in the summer and then we like lay off a bunch of people, and uh, that it's just like the woes of trying to find people and like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a great scene. Oh, it's very. Yeah, it's really <laughs> realistic for sure. They cut to Romy at a club trying to get them boyfriends. <laughs> and that's where we get that awesome joke where she's like, 
Actually, my foot is my shoes filling up with blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> my God. <laughs> what? That is pretty outlandish, though. I mean, you'd probably have to be like, "Well, uh, that's like okay." I mean, I believe you. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. It's not your typical. I have to go wash my hair, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> So she's at the outlet store and she's like, I'm not trying to be around screaming kids. I'm out. We just get this like whole, like it's a quick vignette of them like trying to find boyfriends and trying to find jobs. But in the midst of it, she goes, uh, Romy goes to singled out and the girl's like, I'm telling her that the cutoff is 25 and she should try VH1. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Burn. Yeah. What is what a little snapshot of the 90s have singled out. Right. And VH1. Is VH1 still around? It is. Oh, wow. Yeah. I never watched Singled Out, but I remembered the set from an episode of Boy Meets World that I've seen so many times. Yeah. He's the good looking guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And (laughs) so, yeah, Rumi and Michelle they are failing <laughs> and they they we just like get this cut to a bunch of their like binge food wrappers and they're like completely given in to all everything that they've wanted to eat and they're like chilling watching movies again but then they're like looking through magazines and michelle's like all these ex- women executives look so smart and <laughs> eureka they're like duh they're not executives they're just pretending to be we could just pretend to be executives so So they're going to pretend to be professionals and they're going to have to go to their reunion and be amazing, but they need a car and they need clothes. So first they go... Yeah, so um, Romy goes to get them a car. So I'm going to play that clip. During that like montage scene where they're like going like, she's trying to get a job and they're like, they go like their gym and stuff. How are they able to afford this like super cute place on Venice Beach and a gym? I'm confused as to how they how they maintain their lifestyle. (laughs) She does work for Jaguar. Maybe they pay their person a lot. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I can't imagine it's enough to like support her friend. And well, that's what got me figuring out that's a hotel on there because I was like, well, how much would it be for all of this stuff? Yeah. 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 Curtis Cassandra say that like there's a lot of trust fund people, so maybe they like are trust fund. Oh, maybe. And they only get like an allowance from their parents or something. Yeah. Maybe they could have at least like said that. Yeah, Yeah, but well, because (laughs) later on in the movie. Matt, yeah, when they're arguing, money is a point of contention. And mm. that's where I'm like, yeah, that's when I started thinking about it too. I'm like, where, who is funding this? <laughs> yes, Caramia. Michelle and I have this high school reunion to go to. And we need to show up in a really cool car. Yeah. Todd told me that he gave you a really great deal on an XJS convertible and that you're fixing it up. Yeah. So. Can I borrow your car? If I loan you my car, what do I get? Uh, what do you want? Oh, Romy, you know what I want. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to have sex with you just to borrow your stupid car. I got to get something. Okay. Close the blinds and we'll work something out. Oh, 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 Ramon. Oh, Ramon. Oh, 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 yes. 
you feel about that line andy <laughs> <laughs> the christopher columbus right yeah <laughs> that's funny um why well, he yeah uh, yeah I, I remember when i was a kid watching that though yeah. i always felt like i was like i shouldn't be watching that i'm like ooh, you know yeah <laughs> but now that i'm older i'm like oh. i have uh two observations the one they're watching deep space homer when she walks in the office which is one of my which is like one of my favorite simpsons episodes ever that's top three for me too like right, there's right. so many funny jokes on that one for sure james taylor uh, all of them yeah and then <laughs> oh wait a minute so you're a simpsons fan oh yeah so the director mm-hmm. of this david merkin he was a showrunner for seasons five and six of the simpsons oh yeah. that's awesome that's some of the best for sure yeah, that's, from the high day for sure great. that make, that make that makes sense then because i think that's a season five episode that's uh, oh, i think wow. it's season okay, three cool. episode oh is it really i think okay i could be wrong i don't know i know because there's that tool time and married children reference but anyways uh and then what's her accent because <laughs> she's from arizona right but like rumi's got this like is this Midwestern? Is this like Valley? What is this? It's a very round sounding. Yeah. Almost Canadian, but not. Yeah. It's like Canadian <laughs> Valley Girl. It's, if I had to. <laughs> You're right. Hour. Deep Space Homer is season five. Damn it. Oh, <laughs> ouch. Call. Yeah. That's good. Andy's the Simpsons expert. Of the group. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> um, yeah, but her accent was just throwing me off because they're from Tucson, but she's got the like i don't know it's just i couldn't pinpoint it so anyways this scene she's faking having sex with ramon so she can get a car i love too that like (laughs) the guys outside the window like he's smoking a cigar like you could just smoke a cigar at work then i guess (laughs) right yeah Uh, well yeah it was it was mechanic guy yeah the mechanic yeah like they're able to get blowjobs at work too yeah apparently that too (laughs) but i think about her voice like Romy's voice, like this might not be intentional, but it is so uh, people are able to impersonate it and people know who you're talking about. They can reference sure. her voice. So I think that's kind of cool. Maybe that's probably choice. not intentional. but If it is intentional, that's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Could genius have been. marketing. And then we cut to the car on the boardwalk. This would never happen. Absolutely not. You cannot drive cars on the Venice Beach boardwalk. That's a big no-no. <laughs> People are walking and riding their bikes and walking their dogs. In fact, I'm pretty sure you can't even ride your bike on it at all anymore. Dude, this is crazy. Whenever I see this happening in movies, it bugs the shit out of me. And you know, they have like three blocks you know, blocked off so people can't walk just so they can film this crap. And then we do get a nice shot behind their convertible, though, of the red apple cigarettes from Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Yeah, it's like a big mural on the wall. Huh. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Rumi's pissed that Michelle would believe that she, like, actually did that with Ramon to get the car. Um, so that's kind of, I think, the first layer of like their little fight that they're about to have. And then along the journey, they have to have a pit stop at this like country roadside restaurant for and they want the businesswoman special for women of business. <laughs> <laughs> Love this scene so much. Right, the waitress is like, what business are you in, honeys? <laughs> they're just like, uh, 
the way they shot and performed that scene is yeah. perfect. Just just the yeah. stare they give her and then how long they leave it in the silence. It's perfect. Mm, it's, it's so well done. Yeah, their comedic timing is amazing. Oh, for real. Yeah. They go out to the car and they want to figure out like their story. They're just trying to brainstorm to figure out you know what kind of business women they are and they're talking about um post-its and Romy's like um saying okay what if we invented post-its and Michelle's like what are post-its and then Michelle or yeah like Romy's still spitballing of like ideas of how they invented post-its possibly and suggests that maybe Michelle just had like a rich uncle she's all offended like why why couldn't I have been the one that is smart enough to invent them it's like two seconds ago you didn't even know what they were bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it was so funny And then she's just like, you know, Remy's like, you're just not believable as an inventor. You're more believable as a designer. So they're starting to fight. They have a huge fight. And, um, you know, of course, (laughs) Michelle says that I'm Mary and you're Rhoda. Okay. I I feel really dumb, but like, what's the reference here? Mary Teller Moore. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then Rhoda was actually, I prefer Rhoda. Like her show, I thought was even better. Yeah. Okay. Sidebar. See, I would have rather been the designer out of the two. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a good comparison, and they they probably should have went with Laverne and Shirley. And this is also a ripoff of Clueless when she's like, "You're a virgin who can't drive." Like when Ty and Cher have oh. their fight. Wait, a blatant ripoff. Did, did we um in the fact ha- that it's a movie that has a joke, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, or Romy's irritated that Michelle would believe that of her. Right. I don't know why I brought that up. I just I didn't hear it. I was like, that's such a interesting scene. It made me uncomfortable. Yeah. It what it was like real tension. Like like those moments where you're like fuck I spend a lot of time with this person and I assume that they feel a certain way about me but their perception of me is not at all what I assumed it to be it's really unnerving and they captured that really well in that scene or maybe uh, Michelle doesn't like trust her friend and isn't gonna like question her friend telling the truth yeah but like of course yeah but she's like how why would you believe that i would do that like but like rome like ramon seems like somebody like i might do that if i was seeing you know like if i was in her shoes like i'm he's not ugly and he has a nice job he works for like a he wasn't car dealership. yeah so yeah. maybe i would you know mm. no not but you know what i mean hypothetically yeah okay <laughs> So then Michelle wakes up in the car alone, which is really rude. And she goes into the reunion and she sees Billy and Romy talking and they're all happy. And she sees Christy and she's happy and she's a weather girl now. Michelle claims that she invented post-its. So I'm going to play that clip actually, because it's pretty funny. Sweet. And supposedly this was improv. Um, I don't know. They people always say that, but I don't believe necessarily that that's true. I don't just from what I know about movies and how they're made, there's usually a script and like it doesn't seem like the style this whole entire sequence doesn't seem like something that would have been improvised and right. this is very specific to the sequence, so I'm not sure that that's true. 
So I don't know. We'll go and play it anyway. So yeah, and you guys can let me know what you think if you think it was improv or not. Actually, I invented a special kind of glue. Oh, really? Well, then I'm sure you wouldn't mind giving us a detailed account of exactly how you concocted this miracle glue, would you? No. Um, well, ordinarily, when you make glue, first you need to thermoset your resin, and then after it cools, you mix in a, um, epoxide, which is really just a fancy schmancy name for any simple oxygenated adhesive, right? Then I thought maybe, just maybe, you could raise the viscosity by adding a complex glucose derivative during the emulsification process. And it turns out, I was right. Huh? I don't believe it. You must be the most successful person in our graduating class. Uh-huh. And you're not. Bye. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, that's funny i don't you know i don't know i i feel like she definitely could have done that because being on the groundlings is just crazy it's really hard to get on there some of the best comedic minds and improv people have been on there okay and since she did go to high school and college i feel like you could probably remember that and then i don't know if that's the actual if that if that's how you do it maybe she just make it saying words that sound right yeah <laughs> you know i don't know so i don't know maybe i could see it i could see maybe it, like, it's like the they give them like what needs to happen but have a conversation that gets to that point right like she's gonna ask you this and you need to tell her an example of how glue is made or how you did it and that makes it less uh more casual maybe yeah that, but it's i love at the end she's like and you're not <laughs> bye yeah right that's such a good disc perfect uh, perfect perfect delivery Mm -hmm. when we cut to billy and Romy, and they're about to kiss in the car and mary or michelle interrupts them and she <laughs> you know get her Romy's like go away michelle i'm busy so michelle turns around and she gets hit by a limo and just like goes flying over this limousine <laughs> and slowly rolls i love that i love slapstick mm -hmm. comedy though so i loved that scene Sorry, so funny it was so funny but and then oh yeah and billy like we're cutting back and forth between these two scenes where billy's blowing off christy um for romy and then sandy is the one who's in the limo and he gets michelle to come inside the limousine with him and they're making out and they're about to get it on but then the winners of the vote are about to be announced the so, vote <laughs> the vote the vote i love toby like we, I don't know if we've mentioned her yet. Well, I forget the actress's name from the pra was it the practice? I don't know if you all watched that, but Toby is amazing. I love Janine Garofalo just telling her to fuck off all the time. Yes. So they go inside to see who has won the vote, and it's for the vote is for the person most changed since high school for the better, <laughs> and <laughs> Romy and Michelle. There, did you guys notice that the balloons in this scene were like in the shapes of the magnets that were stuck to her back? No, oh wow, I did Good not find, yeah. I well well, done. thought that was interesting, and that yeah. was the first clue. Well, that wasn't the first clue, but that was like the biggest clue that it was a dream sequence, and that <laughs> and that Michelle didn't have her top on. 
<laughs> right yeah well it's funny because i was watching it with my girlfriend and she goes man i forgot how cheesy this movie was i don't think she knew that was a dream sequence until like right near the end so i was like oh, oh wow <laughs> yeah and yeah and so the heathers are mad right and michelle's like i'm sorry i couldn't find my top but she won Romy and michelle won and this music that takes you into the scene like you were saying your girlfriend thought it was cheesy it the music that leads us into this scene is so epic and so (laughs) fucking masterful i literally said to myself while i was taking my notes this is in my notes what the fuck is this danny elfman is he taking me (laughs) on a danny elfman journey okay it's like home alone then (laughs) this movie is disney as fuck so and this is before i knew that disney had anything to do with this and also just a fun fact about our score here during this scene. This music was done by Stephen Baxter. So he also, he's done 50 prod projects with Danny Elfman. Wow. So when you're thinking the Danny Elfman, there's definitely a connection there. Definitely probably. That's crazy. Oh, he definitely took the master class of Danny Elfman and used it in this movie. And if you ever rewatch this movie again, you listen for the music in that scene. It's very sweeping. It's very orchestrated. It's very um, Disney. It's extremely cinematic and it doesn't match any of the other music that we have throughout the rest of the film. So I think weird. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it was uh, Danny Elfman's Oingo Boingo days. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It was. Yeah. Oh, and, hey. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We finally get the Holy Trinity because we go forward in time. We've already been in the past. We've been in the present. And now we're going to go to the future. We get Romy and Michelle in the future and they're old and they're fighting. <laughs> yeah. 98 years old. I loved it. <laughs> Lisa Kudrow hoping- looks really good as an old woman. When Romy was flipping her off near the end and her face of the such like a, like hatred and anger, it was kind of scary. Like I didn't like looking <laughs> at her flipping Lisa Kudrow off. Maybe feeling right? easy. <laughs> but then of course it's all a dream. And Michelle wakes up in the car alone again. <laughs> she goes inside, which that's like one of my worst pet peeves is when I fall asleep in the living room or something and nobody wakes me up. I'm like, I like hate waking <laughs> up places alone. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for me, assholes. Like, that is kind of a dick move. And I was watching, I was like, dang, she must be really mad. Yeah, yeah, she was rightfully upset. That's right. Romy goes up to Lisa Luter and she's like, wow, oh my God, Lisa Luter. Um, <laughs> Romy spills to her about, you know, her and Michelle having a fight and Michelle's doing the same thing all over the dance. They both like have been apart for approximately negative one minute and miss each other like hell. <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah she's like i know what you mean me and uh romy stopped being friends like two minutes ago or something like that. i lost touch or something <laughs> so like that i love funny. that part <laughs> so funny so relatable it's like i hate my best friend and then like the second <laughs> she won't answer my calls i'm like oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fucking awesome and then um christy and company are pregnant and still evil and miserable <laughs> And they call Romy chubby, which is awful. Romy says, um, wow, Christy, you must feel really tied down with three kids. And <laughs> because Billy and Christy are married and have three kids. And um, of course, Christy says, no, that she's her priorities have shifted. Well, as somebody with three kids, let me tell you, no, I do feel tied down. And Christy is full of shit. 
That's so honest. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, well, I you can't like do that. the same things you plan on doing, you know, before you have kids. So it's, you know, not if you're a I good parent. If you're a good parent, <laughs> you live for your kids. So. That was a good dig by Romy, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She's dead on. She's dead right. And Chris, <laughs> man, Christy's probably an awful parent. God. And she deserves it. So, yeah. Romy, you know, she's really defensive because they just called her fat. And so she, and, you know, she finds out that she's with, the guy that she wanted to end up with and she says that stupidly that she invented post-its <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's like a defense thing too almost yeah like it's sad <laughs> at that point it's really sad of course they laugh at her oh and they're saying not only are they laughing at her but they're like saying that sandy is actually rich now they hear and we cut to heather going to find sandy because she's in love with him and heather blows romy's cover accidentally um because you know they're standing around the coven or the Heathers, or Christy and her friends, whatever you want to call them, and the whole last class of inventors. Um, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh yeah, and they call her back brace girl at one point during the scene. Yeah, that was really a, upsetting. Jeez. Uh, um, but yeah, apparently there's like this whole class of inventors at Heather school because she's like, <laughs> I know who invented post-its. It wasn't you. Um, yeah. and, oh, and that was, sorry, that was Christy's line. She's like, oh, we have a whole class full of inventors because <laughs> Romy claims to have invented the post-it fucking bitch. Right. When Janine Garofalo's character realizes she blew her cover, that's really good acting by her. If you look at her face, the way she kind of mm -hmm. looks over and you can tell that she, yeah, I thought I was like, wow, that's, that's good acting. She didn't say anything, but you can tell the remorse and kind of like the, well, fuck, you know, like, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. I don't understand how she's not one of the biggest actresses in the world. Yeah, yeah. for sure. She's yeah. amazing. If you, once you see her in now and then she plays a waitress who's a like a voodoo witch you're gonna love it yeah i think she kind of got typecast at an early age so then she was just kind of stuck doing those kind of darker roles mm -hmm. yeah yeah um totally janine so i i do have like a weird uh well i just have a random observation in that um i think there was sort of a missed opportunity because when they're talking about post-its and then I know it's in the dream sequence too, where she's like, well, how would, where did you get that idea? I think they should have tied it to the, the scene where she's mean to her and they put the magnets on her, on her back. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, she's like sticking something on her. And so like, mm -hmm. oh, I got the idea from when you were being a total bitch and put, you know, <laughs> stuck stuff on me, but uh, yeah, that's a really good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. That would have made it full circle. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. And then, <sighs> Romy and Michelle run off and Romy cries and they make up because losing your friend is way worse than being a failure. Romy says to Michelle, in some cultures, you may even be cuter than me. <laughs> Which, like, that reminds me of, her character reminds me so much of um, fucking Quinn 
Morgendorfer from Daria. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. I loved Daria, too, when I was a kid. Right. Uh, That's so something Quinn would say. <laughs> <laughs> the scene when they're in the mall and the ball player is trying to think of a way to remember where they parked, and he's like, or something like that. I always do that in my head, like wherever I'm at. Like, oh, I remember this because just the first letter of each word, and then I'll make a word out of it. That's super smart. Can I tell you the truth? I never knew that we weren't that great in high school. I mean, we always had so much fun together. I thought high school was a blast. And until you told me that our lives weren't good enough, I thought everything since high school was a blast. I think we should go back out there as ourselves and just have fun like we always do. The hell with everyone else. I don't think I can. Well, do you think you can stop being such a baby? God, I feel like I've been like chasing you all over this reunion. We have come all this way. Now we are going to enjoy ourselves whether you like it or not. God, Michelle, I've never seen this side of your personality before. You're so bossy and domineering. I like it. Me too. (laughs) All that music. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I wish every yeah. kid like going through puberty or whatever should watch this scene yeah. and just like be present and have fun even if you're waving your fr- your freak flag, you know? Mm. I, can I be honest like I sort of like teared up a little bit when she's like I didn't realize that we weren't having a good time in high school. Like they they mm-hmm. did a good job of making it seem like she too like was having like being picked on and all that stuff like she should have had a bad experience but she's just like I just love you as my friend so much. That I didn't even notice that we were having a bad time. So I thought that was really sweet. That's definitely the heart of the movie, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I mean, we could go even darker, more depressing. I It reminds me of something that Matt Stone said um, on an interview he was in about Columbine, talking about um, he just wishes that like, if somebody could just tell these kids that are in high school, whether it's the kids that did Columbine or any kid that's feeling, you know, maybe suicidal or depressed, or maybe they're gay and they live in a household where their parents are like fucking alt-right crazy people and, or whatever the case may be, you know, like you, it's such a short period of time and you're Mm -hmm. out and you're Mm -hmm. gone and it all is going to change. And there's this whole world out there of people that are going to love you and accept you. Kids, in high school can find art that shows them that and can reaffirm that for them like that's super important super important that's a good saying i remember i think that's when he interviewed with michael moore and i always yep i always thought about that too like you know it's like oh that's only a short amount of time you know for any for anything really you know (laughs) yeah it's a good thing to. but they're right like it's more important your friendship is more important than what people think about you for sure. Yeah. And that's a super Zen thing too, because if you're just, you know, you're just living for the moment. So yeah, maybe that moment sucked, you know, probably while she was in school, but now she's living for the good moments and that's all she's choosing to remember. So they were also like, like cis female white girls that are skinny and rich and carefree. So of course they're going to have like (laughs) good high school experience, even if it's bad, they weren't gay person of like a marginalized besides being a woman i guess it's a marginalized group but mm. sorry to <laughs> bring it down to <laughs> like, cool. jeff you need to get some shit out <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> all right and we cut to costume change and i know that in like reality 
um they made these costumes i'm sure you know these outfits because they're designers but i want to take a more magical journey if you will with me through space and time where they get sucked up into a portal with like uh, the aliens of the Spice Girls. And then <clears throat> they see Xenon, girl of the 21st century. They borrow some recycled materials from her because she's like really into recycling. And then they come back down to the reunion and that's where these dresses come from. Yep. Can I add one, there. maybe one thing? Maybe the, the ship from Xenon, they actually stopped at a Federation ship because the thing, the little symbol on Romy's chest, that's the Starfleet symbol. Whoa. That's a Star Trek symbol. So maybe they stopped, uh, met Picard, and then they then they went to the dance, I if I can it. add so much. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, that's more canon. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> who am I to argue? So... <laughs> <laughs> but they get we get that great costume change and they're in these cool pink and blue dresses with like the fuzz at the bottom it's epic this costuming you can tell it's the same costume designer from clueless she's spot on it's amazing um they re-enter to tell off christy and romy says um you're a bad person with an ugly heart and i'm gonna play that clip because i think it's important to shame her <laughs> <laughs> and I'm petty as fuck. I'm with you. She was a bitch. Yeah. We have a lot of feelings about these not real characters. If she's listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is your problem, Christy? Why are you always such a nasty bitch? You get some kind of sick pleasure from torturing other people? I mean, yeah, okay. So Michelle and I did make up some Wayne story. We only did it because we wanted you to treat us like human beings. But you know what I finally realized? I don't care if you like us, because we don't like you. You're a bad person with an ugly heart, and we don't give a flying fuck what you think. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, man, if somebody called me a nasty bitch, I would be like, oh, I'm so I would apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I did whatever I did to make you say that to me. Because <laughs> that's really mean and aggressive the way she said it. Oh, uh, she deserved it, though. But I'm just that's saying, because she you're a good that person. Harsh. like yeah i mean uh she's an evil person with a bad heart Mm. she is she's awful she deserves to get told off if someone called me a nasty bitch i'd be like that's what your dad called me last night like that's i would flip it around (laughs) you always have to use humor to fight Yeah, but well, I mean, you have to use humor to diffuse the situation, but Romy had had enough. And so she lets her have it. And that's it's perfect. And everyone um, turns on Christy slowly. People love Romy and Michelle's designs. They love their clothes. They think they're amazing. And they just really gas them up. And Heather apologizes um, for actually blowing their cover because it wasn't her fault you know like or she didn't realize you know what was going on which is really mm. kind of her i thought like she didn't even have to apologize and she did and we just get this whole breakdown of like the pecking order like you were talking about your favorite character who with the yearbook what's her name oh toby i'm sorry yeah she's the only one i don't really have notes on i love toby i just love that she was such the actress i cannot remember her name but she was such a different role and like distinguished role in the practice and yeah. then is so goofy and like over the top in this movie she and, was and a really good actress yeah i didn't realize so i've never seen anything else she's in but i would go watch something she's in because i thought she was really good oh she's won like emmys like she's oh, like okay. she got okay. the hookup on emmys yeah 
Wait, was she like in the practice? That's literally uh, what I've been saying this whole time. Oh, well, I've been calling Damn, it. Damn, oh, yeah. <laughs> just been saying this entire time. Oh, <laughs> my God. Fuck <laughs> 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 uh, no, me. I'm just I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I had a whole opening monologue I didn't read. That's a good thing. So then Sandy shows up in a helicopter, which is awesome. Heather, like, nopes right the fuck out of there as soon as she sees his creepy. <laughs> like plastic face <laughs> and he like gets out and he's like i have everything except for you michelle <laughs> so they dance yeah <laughs> and we get time after time again mm-hmm. oh but they dance with romy all three of them dance together yeah like i said oh no i already said that earlier yeah i feel like every time i hear that song the very first image i get is just these dancing scenes like it's crazy it's like ruin. It has ruined the song, but now I can only think of this movie when I hear that song. I never uh, hear this song unless I'm watching this movie. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> How often do I hear it? <laughs> I have Spotify. It's not like I listen to random music. If uh, you work funny. at a Chili's or a TGIF and you're listen, you're like forced to listen to this garbage all day. I am so sorry. You are doing the fucking Lord's work. At, at work, I've been playing Bonnie Tyler Pandora. So like this has trickled into it before. <laughs> nice. I love too in this scene where how quick Mich- <laughs> like when he when Sandy asks her to to dance and she how quickly she's just like well yeah as long as Romy can too mm. like she loves her so much and it's so cute and sweet yeah, yeah and we get a great dance scene Heather and the cowboy finally meet out back and um, he lights her cigarette and his name is Clarence we find out and he said that which I think that this is the best line in the whole movie he says I was so miserable in high school i don't think i spoke more than a few words the entire time plus i had a little bit of a stutter mm-hmm. and yeah i feel like that's so true to so many people's experience yeah and this like, that's justin thoreau in that scene oh yeah he got with uh jennifer aniston so yeah but then they didn't work out he's also a pretty good actor yeah <laughs> Just me, I guess. Was he over the really uh, show the I patience? Think, yeah. I thought that? he was great. What? He's in The Leftovers with like on HBO. He's oh. in that movie with Jennifer Anderson. She that's probably how they met. Maybe. <sighs> what movie? Um it has Paul Rudd and Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston play a couple. Paul Rudd's in Clueless. Oh my, this, you're right. It's all coming together. <laughs> all connected. But I'm then in they love go to with like, Paul Rudd, but there's some movies that are so dumb I can't even watch them. You would want, you, you if you saw this, I'll message you on the Instagram. Okay. And he, Wait, you're, you they will go, quote they him. Go, they go like a, to uh, like a commune? Yes, yes, yes. yes. And he's like, dick oh, dick You're cop. thinking of uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. No, they, it's called um, <laughs> Wanderlust, right? Yes, there, something like that. That sounds right. Yeah, and <laughs> I liked it. I was being that movie's hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good one. You're right. Oh shit! Oh shit! That was a good. One. I gotta watch that soon. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thank you. I forgot all you, about you, that. You are welcome. Damn. <laughs> all right. Cool. Because you can only watch so much True Blood. So I keep getting back into True Blood. Like I've watched the first three seasons and then I go years without seeing it. Then I start over again. Is it worth continuing (laughs) past three? Yeah, because Lafayette and Godric and Eric and there's this whole thing about like um, uh, it gets deep into the government and like into the... I don't know. It gets really good. It It gets really heady. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. The last season is just like... eh. 
I liked but Pam. Everything I don't in know between if I'm supposed to good. like Pam. Oh, yeah. Pam's awesome. She's okay. the shit. Lafayette's the best character. I heard the guy who played him passed away. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Making it sad. But he's okay. a vampire, so it's fine. All right. All right. There we go. We lost somebody because we were talking about vampires. They got all scared. Oh. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. But it's funny that I don't watch scary movies, but that's funny. But no, I'm here. <laughs> There's a lot of sex scenes in it, so it might you might like it if you're into sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the writing is really good. Like, okay, one of the main premises is that, like, vampires just came out of the closet as, like, a species. And there's a lot of people that hate them. And they say, God hates fangs. And it's all <laughs> meant to be like, and then there's all these magical creatures that come out of the woodwork and it's all meant to be like different political takes on the mm. alt-right basically and the suppression of like marginalized groups. I think you guys would really dig it. It It is gory, but like it's, you know, it's HBO. They have to, it's fan service. It's kind of like the boys. Have you guys seen that one yeah. on Amazon? Yeah, they have like all the political no. takes on the on the superheroes. It's really good. Oh, I want to check that out. Oh yeah, but I just thought that touching that like that was touching and what he said about high school and yeah, he is a good actor and Sandy is prepping the chopper and oh and by yeah and I'm sorry to linger on this more but like the line that he says what he does is he effectively sums up all of John Hughes's movies in one line. <laughs> proving that they're obsolete in comparison to Romy and Michelle. That's my thesis. I uh, agree with you on that hundred <laughs> percent. Like I don't need an hour and a half of the breakfast club. All we need mm -mm. is this performance. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, but I've never been a big fan of those movies anyways, but he did. Um, didn't he do the Christmas one with uh, the little kid home alone? Is that John Hughes? Uh, John Hughes uh, wrote it. Yeah. Ah. Home Alone is a masterpiece. Yeah, thank you. Also, it, there's a lot of elements at work there. We could do that for Christmas sometime. Hell yeah. You, don't, you guys don't have to worry about, like, if we do the same thing. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll fucking release the same episode on my feed that week. I don't care about my listeners. They can fuck <laughs> off. It's like, like, a double, or it's like a double feature. It's like people that, and I don't want to be inappropriate on your show. Do it. <laughs> it's like people that have sex twice in one night. Like, get a Pete and Pete episode. Get another Pete and Pete episode. You know, like, yeah. that's so good. Like, eat in between, like, sandwich or something. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. People love yeah. that shit. I don't care. Some of my podcasts do it to me, and I don't care. I do not give a fuck. I think the whole world does it to me. Because when I was little, I thought that I invented flying cars. But then I realized, like, the Jetsons, like, came out way before I was born. Well, I don't see any flying cars out there, so you still have some time, buddy. Well, they, somebody <laughs> has like illustrated yeah <laughs> that's so funny my that's so funny because just yesterday my kid was like i think there is going to be flying cars when i've grown up i'm like yeah probably and then his grandpa was like you know that's what i thought when i was a kid buddy <laughs> to watch the jetsons <laughs> yeah so sandy preps the chopper and we get one more like time um billy calls her chubbo which really pisses me off romy is like she knows exactly what to do for revenge she sends him upstairs to wait for her and of course she's just gonna let him wait indefinitely he's like trying to hit on her while he has a pregnant wife he's such a fucking creep is his is his gut do you think is that a prosthetic <laughs> it has to be yeah, yeah. it was shiny so yeah. 
<laughs> I, uh, I, they should have done that after the credits. Like he's 70 years later and he's still in the room naked waiting. That would have been hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yes. That could have been like a, a hidden. That, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> Random thought. So Alan Cumming, who plays Sandy, is also in Spice World. Just another mm. wonderful connection between these two films. Oh, okay. He's a documentary filmmaker. He was busy that year because these movies came out at the same time, right? 97, yeah. 97? Yeah. Yeah. So they probably filmed it. Not like he had huge roles in either one. (laughs) I wonder if that's why. That was a good year for cinema. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It really (laughs) was. films are the identical. Yeah. I mean, if I I was looking at movies that had come out in this year, um, even though I incorrectly argued with you earlier about what year fucking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, no, I'm going to die on this hill. Um, but I was looking at movies that came out this year. It was 97, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first off that fucking Pixar short, the first Pixar short with the two men or the one man playing chess by himself where he runs back and forth mm-hmm. at the table mm-hmm. that came the out this game. year. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hercules, Melita, jungle to jungle, fools rush in wild America, goodwill hunting. Wild America is probably the best one out of those. JTT. JT Tizzle. I uh isn't Titanic in 1997? Yes. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So that too. Liar Liar. Oh, Liar Liar is great. The claw. Good burger. <laughs> the claw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my best Good friend's burger. wedding. Yeah. Oh, since you brought up my best friend's wedding, is Romeo and Michelle a rom com? I would say no if it were buddy so. film. Buddy yeah, film. It's a buddy comedy. That's kind of where I was going at the beginning of the podcast that I wanted yeah. to ask you guys. Like, is it a rom com? Is it a parody film? Like, is it meant to parody movies like, uh, like Clueless was a parody of like the dumb girl genre? Mm-hmm. Well, I right when I got done watching it, I looked over and I was like, "This is a female Dumb and Dumber." <laughs> like, it's pretty yeah, damn fun, close. In a fun way it is. Yeah. It's funny you and say that. Like... They said that on set. They actually the girls referred to themselves as smart and smarter. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's awesome my wife and i have been having like this philosophical debate about like what qualifies as a rom-com and i don't know you could argue like billy madison is a rom-com it's just what, yeah, what I guess the, gets what's the, the criteria the right like it's it, it's romantic. a comedy that has a romantic you know ending or you know i don't know it's just kind of spirited away. A weird category <laughs> oh yeah yeah well, i guess but yeah Forrest i don't know <laughs> it would be a rom-com but like the romantic elements not the big part of this movie like we're excited at the, at the end because they leave together with sandy threesome and they love fashion yeah i mean i mean jeff i think you're right i think it's a buddy film like a is. buddy comedy mm-hmm. yeah i would have watched a sequel of this oh 100 percent. yeah yeah they really need to do one because that would get their careers going again well, <laughs> so we cut to Romy and Michelle in their own store that Sandy's funded and they're folding scarves and Heather's there trying on this like god awful ugly dress that does not it's not right for her at all no and they're like telling her that she looks great I don't know why this is supposed to be cute but she does not look good <laughs> but it's sweet that she is hanging out with them and then Has anyone ever told you that smoking can kill you? No, no one. Thank you. Okay, but if you burn it, you bought it. 
like I give a shit. I look like an asshole. What? Nuh-uh. You look totally <laughs> cute. This dress exacerbates the genetic betrayal that is my legacy. Okay, I don't even know what you're talking about. Those words, but come here. Ow! God, that has been bugging me. Stay away from my bikini area. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm in a rush. Bring it up if you must. Okay, let me have the tag, please. Thank you. You really do look cute. You know what, huh? Despite that surly demeanor, I think we've just given her a big gift, okay? I mean, to give someone like Heather Mooney the chance to express herself through fashion, it could have really changed her life. Yeah. For me, though, it's like I've given birth to my own baby girl, you know, only she's like a big giant girl who smokes and says shit a lot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Let's fold scarves. Okay. You know what, Michelle? Huh? I think you were like the funnest person I know. Me too. I uh, I love this final scene so much. Lisa Kudrow is so good at her delivery. Like that, where she's like, where she plucks her eyebrow hair, and she's like, "Stay away from my bikini line." And she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like so good and perfect. She kills it. Well, apparently, Mira, Mira Sorvino wants Disney to develop a Romeo and Michelle high school reunion sequel based on characters from the stage play and the movie. So we'll see if that ever does come to fruition. But like I said, I think that Disney did as much as it could to distance itself from this movie. Yeah. I mean, they're going to do Sister Act 3, so why not Romeo and Michelle? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. But... Sister Act 3? <laughs> yeah, they're doing it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is a brand, though. Yeah, I, I get that. I wonder if Ray Liotta's going to be in it. Wasn't he in that as the bad guy? I can't remember. I haven't seen yeah. it for years. Because, yeah, there's this um, Romeo and Michelle in the beginning, which is between graduating from high school and and the infamous oh. reunion, ditzy blondes Romeo and Michelle seek their fortune in L.A. Inspired by Pretty Woman, <laughs> does the California dream <laughs> apply to two gullible girls from Tucson? Bubbly prequel to the comedy hit. Yeah, do it. What? Who is this starring? It's Lisa oh, Kudrow and Alexandra Breckenridge. They actually and made Catherine this. Catherine Heigl. Ew, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucks with Catherine Heigl. Okay. <laughs> That's why she wasn't in my trivia, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> that's weird. So, yeah, they made it without Mira Sorvino. Oh, that's I'd weird. Love to know yeah. the story behind that. Oh, it was yeah. ABC Family. Is anybody going to be oh. brave enough to watch it? I might because, yeah. like, it's on Why ABC not? Family, like, or it was, and I loved uh, <laughs> Melissa and Joey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. I'm a huge, uh, I mean, I love ABC Family. Let me see if I have Switched any. Switched at birth. That's a good one, too. Oh, yes. That was, a, that, that's my jam. <laughs> hey, did I, I, I might have said this on the episode when you were on our show, but hey, you know, this is a different show. Mm-hmm. Did you, I think, I think this is probably true. So orange used to be red and then they named the color orange after the actual fruit orange. So an orange fruit was named orange before the color was orange. I just recently found that out. I'm not sure if everyone else knew that, but I recently mm. found that out. 
That's weird. Ali, is that true? That. You're the you're the. I think you said it on like one of our first episodes. <laughs> I'm probably gonna say it on every episode now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Did I? That's what I heard. Whoa. No, then it's, it must be true. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it, I don't know. I'm, I, that's what I read. I think or dreamt. Oh. That's so cool. Or dreamt. <laughs> well, that's a great endorsement. So. <laughs> I believe it now. Um, <laughs> the color orange was named after the fruit. That's crazy. It's true. Oh, what what Google did you do? Like, what are, what are you looking at? What's your source? I looked up a few different ones. Oh, he's on Parlor. Oh, okay, that's incredible. I mean, and then I guess. Oh, what... <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, man, no one's gonna get that. Okay. <laughs> what if what if Ali was on Parlor and we just what if. <laughs> <laughs> what's crazy i think about this movie like would you guys say that it's a cult classic because it didn't do well at the box office like at all then i'd say it is a cult classic if it didn't do well um, i mean i remember yeah. seeing it in theaters i think anybody around our age give or take you know i'd say probably like six years of my age they probably all know of this movie you know mm-hmm. i don't know one person who doesn't but it's i haven't one of those, told everybody it's like one of those posters too that like is iconic and like you you know, like the outfits you were describing earlier, you know them because they're on the poster. And well, it cost about twenty million dollars to make, and it only ended up making, I think, like twenty-five million. Oh, oh, wow! Let me double check that. I it deserves some right. deserves so much more than that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it only made twenty-nine in the box office, um, mm-hmm. and that's net too. Like that's of all time, and it cost twenty to make. So the studio wasn't really happy about this and then you know as with a, as a comparison they spent they had the exact same budget for clueless and that turned in i think over 50 million. Oh wow yeah yeah then clueless had the advantage of like getting getting high school age kids to come and see it whereas this is more mm-hmm. of a you know oh that's more, true more a, so i know that you so you do talk about politics on your show Mm-hmm. So um, I forget the name already, but one of the mean girls, the one who like turns and it's like a fashion designer editor or something like that. Okay, yeah. She kind of like pulled like a Betsy DeVos <gasps> and like it's a little too like, yeah, resigning a week before your last day. She was an asshole the whole time, probably. Yeah. And at the very end, she kind of steps back. Mm, that's Betsy DeVos stink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, does everybody like this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I enjoyed it talking about it's it. It's going to have to go in my wheelhouse of like feel good movies. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't think of it like that before, but now I do. Yeah, like Jeff said, it's like comfort food for your yeah. soul. Mm-hmm. And there's really no like heavy, heavy stuff that happens. And the part when they fight, they get back together pretty quickly. So, you know, you're not like yeah. upset about that for a long time. So. Yeah, this movie is really movie. fun. And the fucking the text, the textiles and the mm-hmm. clothing, all the patterns. Yeah. It's perfect. It's good so eye candy. Easy on the eyes. It is. Yeah. Well, I guess I like to end the episode by doing a round of just like, um, what have you been enjoying lately? It can be a book, a movie, a podcast, whatever. Allie. Oh. Uh, sure. Um, so I want to. 
<laughs> I wanted to say two things. Um, so there's a show I just started watching, and it's on Hulu. Uh, it's an Irish series, and it stars Chris O'Dowd, who's like from Bridesmaids and the IT crowd. But it's called Moon Boy, M-O-O-N-E. Um, and it's very Pete and Pete-like. Uh, so I fell in love with it really quick. It's it's three seasons. It's pretty short, but it's so good and it's so funny. And then there's a podcast I've been listening to. Okay, yeah. So um, this podcast I've been listening to recently, it's called How to Talk to Your Friend About Wrestling. Um, so I'm, oh, nice. <laughs> I'm an independent wrestling nerd, and it's about these two girlfriends, one who knows her stuff and the other one who knows nothing about wrestling, and they just pick random matches and talk about it. Mm. And it's really fun because it's, it's a female perspective, which you don't get a lot in the industry. It's not a bunch of old white dudes complaining about <laughs> wrestling uh so it's a lot of fun and they're up and coming so go check them out yeah that's awesome that, does that sound sounds fun, fun. right yeah, yeah I'll, I'll check them out i uh so me i just started ap bio i know it came out a few years ago it has glenn howerton from uh it's always sunny and Patton oswalt which i ah. love Patton oswalt um the show's funny it's really funny it took me about, it. it's good take me about an episode to really get into it because his character is really close to Dennis and um, it's always sunny, but there's some really funny moments with the kids. Um, there's this one where they're, they're trying to steal something and one kid has a saxophone and he goes, okay, if I hear anybody, I'll play, can't remember the name of the song. It's called like night sky. And the girl goes, I don't know what that is. He goes, yes, you do. And then he plays it. And it's one of those <laughs> things that everybody does. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> Anyways, that, I think about that all the time, but no, I'm uh, still on season one, but I'm really digging that show. Nice. Um, and then uh, I guess I'll do a, um, a video game that I just started. That's been out forever that I don't know why I haven't played it yet. God of War four. Oh my gosh. I've only like two or three hours into it. And it's so freaking good. Uh, you almost start crying nice. at the beginning, but yeah. So I've been playing a lot of God of War four. Those are my two thingy things. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, so mine is I'm it's similar to True Blood where I watched maybe the first few seasons. Um, and then now I'm going back and I'm committed to watching the, all of the series and the movie, but Downton Abbey. I love that show. Oh my God. I love Downton Abbey it's, so much. It has everything. It has hilarious comedic timing by Maggie Smith. That's her <laughs> so name. Good so epic um and i heard they might be doing a seek another movie as well um so i hope she lives long enough um and then <laughs> i love the history i love the cold i'm so interested in Brit british and european culture because america we don't have you know a positive <laughs> or and what we do have is very like slavery um so i love that show character development's fabulous and it's a good escape because a lot of crap's going on right now with covid and you know, persecution of people. Back then they had it so much worse because they had Spanish Spanish flu. Well, coronavirus is close to that, but Spanish flu, gay people were so like, whoa. And so I'm kind of yeah. trying to make a joke, but it's not landing, but it's- <laughs> Well, when you first said that, you said they had a Spanish flu and then you said gay people. Like, oh, because there's- uh, gay people. They had the gays. Uh, no, no, there's a gay character. I'm not, I know Allie's seen the show, but um, have, have Cassandra or Allie? Any? No, I haven't. I've seen a few of, like episodes just because Kathy loves that show. So every it like, sometimes sucks we'll you on. in with the music and the- Oh, but there is one of the- all the time too. Yeah. One of the main characters is a gay guy and he starts out as one of the villains and now I'm for don't spoil it, you know, but far enough and along where he I feel for him a little bit, but oh my gosh. So Downton Abbey, I just think it's fabulous. Good choice. It's kind of like a nighttime soap. Yeah. And if you want something not serious, 
Little Girls Atlanta is coming back tomorrow. Okay, I've watched six. a few episodes. I'm starting to get into it. Coming back. So Downton Abbey, it's fabulous. And I talk to Miss Juicy mm. Baby a lot. Like I message her a lot <laughs> on face, Facebook Live. Um, Hell yeah. And then um, what's the other one? Oh, 600 pound family or family by the time. I'm so fascinated by that show too. <laughs> and I, people can't see me because I'm on a podcast, but I'm a curvier fellow. But I love that show. It has so much heart science to it too. It's not just making, it's not making fun of people. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Like it puts, you think, I don't know, there's like a stereotype of like people that are overweight that were jolly and stuff, but it, it's an addiction. Like the, the show, yeah. it's so or, or like a, just a genetic de- predisposition, right? Right. Yeah. Or you can't control anything in your life, but you can control food. I didn't learn that from that. I learned that from therapy that's bought and paid for advice right there. But yeah, information. <laughs> but yeah, once again, to summarize, Little Women Atlanta season six starts tomorrow. Minnie is in the fir- Miss Minnie is in the first, I think, four episodes, but she tragically died. But, anyways. Oh, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> Way to end it, Jeff. You got us all talked to them. You just shot us off a cliff. But then there's still like the tiny twins that twerk. (laughs) Is that like dance moms? Okay, so it's no, it's more like real housewives of da da da. Uh Um, So there's real, there's little women um, LA. Don't watch it. Little women Atlanta, just like the real housewives, it's the best. But um, Okay. okay. But it's like that. They just are trying to have careers and doing oh their thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dating. I'm sorry. I thought you meant little women, like they're young little girls that were objectifying. Oh God. Like, like no, dan- no, that's no. why I said, is it like dance moms? Oh no, no, no. I'm talking about these are adults, like middle-aged, like little oh pe- little adults. Now I'm thinking of like little women that Jane Eyre, like or the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Now I'm thinking of little women like I, I would not be that hyped up about like objectifying. <laughs> well, I mean, I want like hell moms. yeah. I can't wait for the season six. <laughs> if you want, if you want to take a break from serious Downton Abbey, like, let's watch. <laughs> I like, oh, okay. I mean, hey man, some people watch reality shows for different. It's anthropological in my opinion yeah. you know but uh, that's so yeah so now you said a lot of that i just give you four but <laughs> yeah but downtown oh. abbey is definitely number one until tomorrow hell yeah awesome let um, me know how you like it though how you like little women atlanta though like send me okay. a dm <laughs> all right i'll commit to watching one episode of each <laughs> Well, oh, <laughs> no. You should have a debate that. episode, Downton Abbey versus Little Women. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Definitely. Is, spoiler alert, it's a tie. It's a tie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I've been watching... Um, I mean, really, I've just been watching True Blood, but <laughs> I don't know. I've um, been struggling for content. Um, I guess I just read um, Obama's book. <laughs> well, good for you. But That's not awesome. in like earnest. Like 
a, a podcast that I listened to, actually, I'll shout them out. A podcast that I listened to was reading the book for their podcast. So I decided to read it as well. And it ended up being a really hilarious, crazy memoir of a sociopath um, who basically justifies, you know, he says that he's familiar with Marxist theory and he understands and believes, you know, that we should fight against the institution. But yet um, he's a political, like he's a career politician. And so he's willing to just like compromise his morals because to him, it's more effective just to make money and he's okay with that. Um, it's really wild. Like he gaslights Michelle Obama several times during the book. It's a good read. So if you're into that kind of dark shit, but. Oh yeah. Does he talk um, shit about Bernie? No, not no. too much. The um, way he came for Bernie in this year's election was so stupid. <sighs> anyway, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I think it's a testament to the fact that we just had a president inaugurated. We just had an insurrection. We just had a uh, fucking, you know, 400,000 people dead from COVID. And Bernie Sanders was the number one person trending almost all day today because of his mm -hmm. mittens he wore. I think that the American people have fucking spoken to what we want. Um, and it's radical socialism. So if yeah. you're into that, you should go listen to Antifada, uh, the Antifada podcast. And they did a really good cover. Like they did a really good episode on Obama's book and so many more great episodes. So hell yeah, that's what I've been listening to. And <clears throat> that's what I read recently watching. Um, but I'm, I got to like literally got to think of something because I'm going to have to watch something besides True Blood. Um, <laughs> fuck. We just listed you so many things. <laughs> I know. Wait, so we'll say, Bart, people it's like hard. that image. I just like that image of Bernie with the mittens because it's like an escape from like all of the crap that's been happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's because I'm a socialist. Well, maybe eventually you'll learn that you are a socialist. I've been preaching like, socialism since I was like eighth grade. I'm leaning more into <laughs> it. Like I like a year ago I wouldn't have been like in love with AOC, but now I'm like, she needs to be fucking president. Challenge Chuck Schumer. Like let's get this. Because yeah. I when like I hate like, I think I talked about that before I'm mumbling. When they go low, we don't go high. We go lower. Mm -hmm. So if they're gonna go extreme right, let's go extreme left and just well, I That's think Clinton's the one who started this whole thing to her and like, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to try to work with the Republicans, but, they're, you know, they just kept getting the right, I guess I should say, just kept getting crazier and crazier and left it left keeps going like, well, let's just keep trying to work with them. So I'm with you. I think, you know, now let's just go full on. So I yeah, it, well, if, if, if Biden wants to have a success, um, make make Puerto Rico a state, make Washington, D.C. a state, make it happen, figure out how to, I don't know how all it works, do that. Because if not, Republicans are going to win the White House in four years anyways. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing right now happened during the French Revolution. It's really interesting. And the rise of Napoleon, like almost completely mirrors what's happening in our country right now. I do, do like Tiffany Napoleon, Trump, Do you know when Napoleon was like exiled <laughs> to that little island? So there is a turtle that was on the island that's still alive nowadays or just recently died. That's Whoa. fucking crazy. Whoa. That's cool. Damn. All right. Sorry. Okay. 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 And I've been watching. 
the fuck's wrong with me? Okay. Oh, I've been watching a late a late show with Stephen Colbert because I didn't know that he was still on TV until like a week ago. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. A nice surprise. Yeah. So now I have like years of that to catch up on, and it's been really fun to watch it. Um. So I've been watching that. His election night special was so good. It was on Showtime. Yeah. And I was we were watching it, and <laughs> when Ohio uh, went red, um, he he goes. Uh, officially, Ohio, the Buckeye State, is now the fuck why state. <laughs> I like that. I was screaming. <laughs> I like the guy that he has on that plays piano. Um, yeah. He's amazing. He's am- John Baptiste, he's incredible. He is handsome. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I like Stephen Corbett. He just seems like he's a little too smart for me. Like, I'm more like Wendy Williams. What? No. No, no. Like the like the new Sex in the City movies coming out, and Jennifer he makes Coolidge. Jokes, he makes jokes about this new Sex in the City movie just on one of his most recent episodes. I think you would love him. That was a good. That was a good ad that you just mm-hmm. gave there him you because you if keep... he's into trashy topics like that. Well, you're Andy. right though, because you can tell sometimes mm-hmm. when he tells the jokes, like he doesn't know what he's saying, and so he kind of gives this like little cute, goofy laugh after, like, "Yeah, y'all know I don't know the reference I'm saying, but I had to say it for like most of you." <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Like self awareness is funny. Yeah, he's cute. I like him too because he'll put, he'll have really good musicians on, and he has like really yeah. good country musicians on, like good country not this like poppy nonsense that you hear like florida georgia line or whatever yeah but like uh he'll have sturgill simpson on um he did like uh some stuff for john prine so yeah i like stephen colbert a lot he's killing oh, yeah it. i got a lot i got a lot of that to catch up on and i guess i'll be watching some downton abbey and <laughs> little little girls little, women little dancing atlanta. girls little women atlanta <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, they, there's a rap duo called left cheek right cheek <laughs> and they have a music video out that has uh snakes that shoot lasers from their eyes oh and they're just like twerking are they little yeah, yeah. oh yeah that sounds cool my least favorite one is money because she's the tallest one Ooh. and i'm i'm just like you look like a short adult she probably thinks any. she's better than all the littler people. She ow, she gets called out for being too tall. Like oh. you trying to be a little person, you're not little. You don't you don't know how it is. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. Oh, oh Andy, you missed something good. That's, fu- <laughs> that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. That's fucked up. Okay, I'm in. I gotta watch this shit. Yeah, slip watch. into my slip into my DMs. <laughs> Holy Learned shit. Learn that from Lizzo. Holy shit. <laughs> Slutty babies. Slutty babies. <laughs> oh man. You can leave that in. I don't mind calling babies sluts. <laughs> yeah. I went I, uh, I, I flipped I off did, a baby one time on a bus. <laughs> I did the Hogan knows best journey. Oh nice. Um yeah, I did the flavor of love journey. Oh, oh, yeah. that was amazing. I'm like really into bad reality TV, so I think I'm gonna really like this. There's yeah. <laughs> I think it's called like my fat trans life and I can I can make this joke because I'm trans but like <laughs> it's about trans people who are too fat to like transition and like they have to lose weight and I'm like why Thanks. don't you why don't you <laughs> why don't they just call the show trans fat <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good curious. one <laughs> like I would have like signed on for that pit. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember, I was like, fucking Brad Pitt, Kevin Bacon, not making a restaurant called the Bacon Pit. <laughs> I'm just so genius. (laughs) For for reference, Cassandra, Andy made up this weird thing about the bacon pit, and that's why he doesn't like Kevin Bacon, because Kevin Bacon won't do his made up thing. I've never asked him to do it either, but you should just know by now. <laughs> I've said it enough in my life where I had to get to him at some point. The seven ways to bacon, anyways. Whatever. You're not going to find any rational affirmation from me. I think we should know that by now. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, if you want some wholesome content and it's funny, go check out Moon Boy. I, you'd love it. Hell yeah, I will. Yeah, I love the IT. I love the IT crowd. So I'll check it out. Oh my sure. god, it's brilliant. The guy on there who's on our what we do in the shadows is so funny. Oh yeah, I forget his name. I don't but... watch a lot of news. I'm gonna lie. Okay, I'm gonna confess to you yeah, guys. Yeah, do it. I, because I lie all the time and just say that I'm gonna watch stuff or I have watched stuff because I'm like, nope, I can't. I don't know why I just can't like I can I can watch the same thing over and over and over or like that's where like Instagram's been getting me uh when I got on to Brett Wilson's lives okay because then he'll Mm -hmm. play an episode of Rugrats and I know Rugrats and I know the episode so I'm watching it and then he'll play something I don't know but I'm already there so I end up watching it and then I can watch something new man it takes a lot and even like my brother will be like you got to watch Community it's so funny and I'll watch like three episodes and it's so funny but then like I keep I try to watch another episode and I can't let myself it's fucking weird I don't know what it is that might that might be a little bit because of Community as well Really? (laughs) Do not judge your personality based off of the show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of community either. Like, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I get it too. It's it's hard to invest in in new stuff if you don't have time or if you're busy or if like you just. It's not that. If you're in a certain mood too, like I'm that way. I just I like Jeff with comfort food. It's like I'll just pop on Parks and Rec. Mm. But have you you've seen like lava lamps before? Yeah. Little Women Atlanta. Boom. <laughs> You've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing him. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. Um, oh, I love that. It's on so many levels. My headset fell off. That was great. <laughs> well, we're I not do, offended I, if you don't want I do stuff, need really. something to replace Teen Mom, though. Oh, then I think Jeff's choice is probably it, yeah. <laughs> Did, really... Jeff, didn't you have the teen mom people at your yeah? They pa- so we got um at <gasps> the apartment complex I manage. No, don't get excited because it almost happened. So we got we get a lot of corporate <clears throat> leases, like people relocating for work and whatnot. And we got called by one um housing options, I think it was, and they were wanting to rent six apartments. And they needed the living rooms to be a certain way, that kind of thing, because it was going to be for a teen mom, like one of the teen moms. So they live in just random parts of the country. And then I guess they, from my, what I what I think is that they don't put their like film in their actual house because if they show the outside of their house, they might be found and like harassed or something because of that Farah girl who went into porn. Yeah. Uh, so they were gonna rent six for like the producers and the whatever, like the equipment and whatever. But I guess our floor plans just didn't work. But they're filming somewhere in Salem though. Whoa. So that was mm. like, I'm kind of glad because I would have lost my job because 
I freak out when someone's famous or like there's like a TV show. Like I tried to sneak in when Extreme Makeover Home Edition was redoing the deaf school in town. And I tried to like sneak on the set. <laughs> like, oh I, man. I have a real, I have a, a funny story about that um, that I can tell you on, uh, outside of this. But my buddy who runs like a film company in Salem, like did all the filming for that and has some stories about Ty Pennington. Is he homosexual? <laughs> I mean, obviously. No, I don't know. Uh, he's just a dick. Oh, yeah. He's like a really mean person. <laughs> he looks like he has issues. Like the color yeah. of his hair sounds gay, but the style <laughs> so much. It sounds gay. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Spoiler, my God. I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, right. my God. Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, if you want to give us a chance and check out some more 90s nostalgia stuff, uh, find us on Apple, Spotify or Anchor. And then uh, we're pretty active on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We do like memes and giveaways, watch parties and trivia nights and stuff. So for 90s fun, check us out. Absolutely. That's all I got. That's what's up. Yes. Thank you guys so much for joining me. No, this was yeah. awesome. This movie's a romp. And I a do think we should do one with now and then though. Yes, it's so sweet. Yeah, give like, me a reason to watch it. Yeah, it's a good movie. Like literally, there's nothing bad to say about that movie. It's so sweet. Oh my god, it's so sweet. As always, guys, you can find me at Cassandra Explains on Instagram, Cass Explains on Twitter. You can find bonus content over on the Patreon at Cassandra Explains at All Patreon. And hopefully, we'll be seeing notable nostalgia again on our feed and we can do now and then i'm really looking forward to that later alligator